This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Language Corner. 25 minutes to the hour, 12 o'clock. And yes, indeed, we are on that final stretch uh, of uh, Power Talk uh, this uh, morning. And uh, of course, uh, uh, we want to bring you the language corner. Class, come along, come along as we start off with Isi Posa, the head of creative writing at Rhodes University in the School of Languages and Literature, uh, will be joining us in African languages. Dr. Leza Kunju is my guest on the line. Good morning and welcome to Power Talk. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm meant to say Rhodes University or the university known as Rhodes. <laughs> I come to you, really. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> I won't interfere with that. <laughs> you, you, will leave the liber- you will leave the liberty to choose to myself. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> how are you this morning, Doc? I'm, I'm, I'm good, thank you. No. And, uh, yeah, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Uh, for making right, time right. to join us uh, here on the language corner where we really you know uh, unpack and get to know as much as possible about uh, our languages in south africa that's what we have been doing i think we are okay. now on language number 10 if i'm oh, not okay. uh, mistaken right. so we yeah. always start off doc you know with the more historic questions before really? we get to the meat of the matter in terms of uh, you know idioms and proverbs and all of these things uh, we just start off by 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 trying to get the history of the language. I mean, yeah. uh, we've come to know, of course, you know, Iskosa is spoken by uh, people as part of the Nguni language, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. just, just lay the foundation for us, Doc. Uh, I, I'm sure you, you'll, you'll do it much more justice than my elementary uh, understanding of the language. Yes. Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and good morning to the power people, uh, the power listeners. Um, you know, the, uh, the history, you know, also w- one of the things that it teaches at, at a university is yeah. that, I mean, with knowledge, you, you, it's never set in stone, you know, yes. <laughs> we always engage with it. We always want to find more. Uh, you can't bring something on the table as the final one. There's mm. always mm. Uh, a chance that it will be, um, we need to always need to argue. So, so, so yes, I mean, I think it is widely known that, yeah, because it's, uh, yeah, long in the well, I always call it the Eastern Cape as the headquarters yeah. um, of Isikosa, and that history is there. You know, it's, it's widely available, accessible on Google and in, in, in other other places. Um, and one of the things that they would mention, and then people may uh, challenge as well, that Isikosa never even used to have clicks. But that happened when there was uh, an intercultural communication between the Kosa people and the Sen people when they um, got to meet at the time when they met and then. And the, they started exchanging the culture and so on, and the language. So now you'll find that it's a closer as, in fact, even um, the majority, some people go as far as 50% of it's a closer is the same language, <laughs> you know, uh, and they can trace it even water, amans, uh, it used to be amakam, uh, it's, it's coming from the same language and so on. So, uh, so that history is out there and it's accessible and people are interested in it. It's, it's quite easy to find. But the history that I'm more uh, fascinated about and 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 and, uh, and in interested in is that you get is closer in Zimbabwe 
and okay. uh, I sort of completed that study on my side in 2017 mm. that you'll find uh, on on Zimbabwe. How did they get there? You know? yeah, yeah. So that's the history that I'm, I'm fascinated about. And then I've just I've actually arrived a few weeks ago from Botswana um, in near Khabarone in a in a, a lalini called Bigwe, and 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 and, and there's Amakosa there uh, speaking is Amakosa. Um, uh, and so on. Using the days of the weeks that we use here in Isitosa, not not the Sitwana ones or, or any other language, even in Zimbabwe, they're using the days and, and the months of the year that we use in South Africa. They're not using Isishona or Isindabele or Isitonga or Isitao, mm. using Isitosa. So those are the fascinating, uh, sort of almost kind of uh, not so out there. Uh, uh, knowledge that, that, that I'm really fascinated and then trying to get it out there so that people can engage with it and, and critique it and so on. In fact, I mean, I'm, gra- I'm glad you are raising that as a point of intrigue. Uh, I'm sure you have been trying to sort of uh, get a sense, uh, you know, uh, where would they have been coming from, even in terms of the Eastern Cape? And what would, uh, if, if they, they were from the Eastern Cape or maybe they were second generation uh, migration from other uh, areas? and what would have, uh, you know, influenced uh, that migration? What are some of the nuggets you can tell us uh, from that study, Dr. Kunju? Yes, okay, great. Um, well, we know we had a man here. Uh, you mentioned something about uh, university uh, or currently something, something. I don't yeah. remember what you said at the beginning, but you did mention The university something. currently known as Rhodes. I, I don't know what <laughs> but, but there was a man, history says, I'm not a historian, but apparently there was a man called Cecil John Rhodes who had this vision of ruling from Cape to Cairo. Um, and, 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 in Zimbabwe, it, 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 well, according to the, my findings, that it was actually him who played a big role in getting Amakosa to Zimbabwe because he was building these railways um, from here going to, uh, to Zimbabwe. So he needed people to work in this. And when he got to Zimbabwe, he, um, you, you'll know in, uh, in the Eastern Cape, Amam yeah. Fingo are sort of regarded as one of the sub-Tosa groups that yes. uh, uh, well, um, were open to Christianity, uh, which of course comes with education and so on. So they were amongst one of the first uh, people to qualify as teachers, as priests and so on, and, and nurses and so on. So he needed these people to come and bring what he called the civilization as well in Zimbabwe. So he started then um, uh, wanting to get people from the Eastern Cape uh, to those areas um, for various uh, professions as I'm, uh, that I've just mentioned, teachers, mm. priests, and so on. And labor, of course, uh, mainly the railway people, you know, and, and in the mines and so on. So he needed, because he already had established that relationship here uh, in South Africa, so he, he, he so he, he wanted to then carry on and then move to, to, to the other countries with it as he was trying to go from Cape uh, to Cairo. And uh, yeah, we always want some greener pastures. Of course, that's the card he used that, you know, when you get here, you get your own land, you get this, you get mm. that, you get that, all these promises and so on. So people did that and established communities there and speak Isikosa, I mean, from the 1800s and they still speak Isikosa to 
good day. Uh, is it also that sometimes it's even better than the uh, the is it also that I speak? But because of that, they 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 moved as a group and they stayed there. They were trying to preserve it and they didn't yeah. want any interaction um, in terms of culture and language with them. They wanted to really keep it. And so it's pure. Unlike here, we've moved around and so on. So we, of course, it gets. Um, diluted here and there and so mm. on but yeah yeah and then in botswana uh well as i said i've just collected data just there, which come I haven't back. Yes. looked at it yet but um what i've realized that if uh, botswana uh, uh had like teacher like even i think they had nine uh people with university de- degrees in the in the 1960s wow. <laughs> so so before that uh they needed of course people from south africa so they needed teachers from south africa to come and do and uh, and help in terms of education and so on so 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 it was that type of thing as well that you know for moving on for jobs and and, and things and so on but it's the data that i'm still uh working on um, yeah. but it, i find it very fascinating that you can get people who moved in the 1800s, 1900s, to another country, and uh, and they still keep the culture, still keep the language, and and it's even today it's still. And the fascinating thing is that they didn't really have schools that, uh, in fact, they didn't have the Sotosa offered as a language in these countries, mm-hmm. and yet they still uh, they managed to preserve it as the way that they have, which for me is, is like a, one of the biggest successes uh, in, in, this, in this movement. In, fa- in fact, I'll come back to this preservation uh, question, uh, uh, Doc. I want to come back, you know, to the issue of intercultural uh, interaction that you have yeah. raised, you know, saying it has, it introduced the clicks uh, to the Isiklosa language and so on. Uh, it has... Uh, I'm certain not everybody would have had that intercultural uh, interaction at the same time. Um, then my question becomes: uh, What do we know of uh, what do we know of the dialects that we find within Iskosa, and you know, uh, and how different are they from one to the other? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so we have different um, groups we have uh, we've got people called Amatos we've got our team we've got Amambond Amambondumi Samabela Maziza Mashuba Mapak and also even those have got their own subgroups you under Amatos we'll have Amatale Amachacha Abanda Abatim you'll have Amabomvane and so on so of course they, they, they differ and one of this because my grandmother came from that um, subgroup Amambond so I know it's it's a very it's 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 very um, <laughs> You must say it once, though. You mustn't say it more than uh, once in a row. Gundamas. Yes. Uh, so I'm quite, then I'm quite familiar with that. So they're quite different. Um, they're quite different, you know. So so you hear um, Bondo kids saying, uh, uh, and, and someone who speaks is will, will, will hear that, but it will, it will not sound as, as what it would sound. Yeah. And, and this is a big problem in the education system because we yes. advocate for mother tongue based education. 
you know, and because we say it's you're infringing the children's right by not offering education in their mother tongue. And then we say, okay, you see closer. We're going to teach you see closer now. Mother tongue based education. How are you going to do that? Because mm, it yeah. is not their language. Mm. <laughs> you know, so it is still infringing a right because you're teaching them a, a language that is not their mother tongue. And, so and, and I suppose, Dr. Kunju, what you are saying then, there is sort of a sense of mainstreaming because there are there are things that differ. Some will say, uh, referring to milk, ubisi, abanyavati, intusi. Like you talk about sheep, uh, there is a big conversation. Uh, some people really find it's strange when Tina said, you know, and where does this come from? Who? I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was a bandabam shop who arrived at that certain place where Isikos was spoken and then decided, okay, this is the Isikos that's going to be standard for all the closer people in. So that was that didn't come from Mama Klos. <laughs> it didn't come yeah. from us, you know. So what uh, the Pan South African Language Board is doing now mm. is trying is trying to get to a point where we can harmonise all these um, vari- varieties uh, of Isikosa so that if Umdana was schooling writes Amakucha doesn't fail that based on that Amakucha. It's because it's their mother tongue, you know. Mm. And 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 I advocate for that as well. I mean. We've got uh, Professor Kwesipra who advocates for harmonization of the Nguni languages. And I say, (laughs) we need... Uh, the harmonization of the Isikosa dialect here, yeah. <laughs> mm, you know, mm. um, which is very important. And I think uh, it's a great way then we can revise our dictionaries, that they include all this. And that's a way of growing our language. I think it would be so much rich, you know, yeah. so if it's like that with, with all this, sub, um, which is what would have should have happened from the first place. You know, mm, when mm. they came, they should have, because the dialects are everywhere. Yeah. So, but they should be part of this one big language, especially if there are people who speak purely this language, yeah. not for fun or anything, but because it's their mother tongue, it's, Absol- it's their I- mother tongue, it's the and so on. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. Uh, uh, Doc, uh, let me go to the line on 0861-987-000. It's where uh, you can dial in and be part of this conversation as we unleash to you the language corner in Isikos. Dr. Sheza Kunju is my guest. And Ziki, Lufiki no, but but you're not being fair on the format of the language corner. Oh. Language corner has a format so that there is a bit of ease of access for everybody who is listening. Uh, okay. Okay, and that's a 
So umsegazlo lapho nxaxheba yini anaye ekukhuseleni ulwimi lasechoso balukhule njengezinye ilwimi like nakuma ziko sasazo la komso wenene enze qinisekisa yeah. into babantu bathetha isiphosa esisizwe hayi isiphosa esiqhutyiweyo ndabulele thank you so much nziki dr kunju i mean nziki is raising once more this issue of uh, you know uh, intercultural interaction you raised uh, yeah. and he uh, he did raise this with me last week here on the yeah. show to say you know between isizulu and isiphosa uh, as he's making those uh, words ukuxila yabona and ukusungula the thing that they're not necessarily isiphosa words and i want to bring something to you in terms of um you know uh, immigration where we start finding uh, interconnections for example within amampondom is a corner amambo uh, who are highly connected with our kabazela um in 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 kwazulu natal uh, if you talk about me in that region of the eastern cape but unkosungoza was coming from uh, the lands of kwazulu natal and no doubt would have come with people who spoke um, if we were to put it that way um, there seems to have been a lot of inward outward migration as well into these headquarters of Isikosa that you call the Eastern Cape yes Oyabuzi ndoko kuba uba ndimveka kuhle ngubani ukufanele ndoko kuba preserve and, and, and yeah. develop yeah yes uh, ndidlanga ukuthi xa ndithetha ke mnake ngesami isixhosa ndithetha kwezinye indawo ndithi igamva lesixhosa sethu lisezandleni zethu so noba ke ungumbondo ndicimba yawuthi nawo igamva lesimbondo lisezandleni zethu nothi kwezinye izandla zongake kumuntu ozawusuka kwenye indawo ozawufika akuphuhlisele ulwimi lwakho wena mtu wena when I'm back, when I'm back, I'm going to say, I'm going to Oh, when we're doing this revision, and she gets influenced with that. When we're doing the revision, you know, of the the, 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 the dictionaries and so on, is that you, as a bond, as, as bond, as a pondo person, or a cossip, or a tembu, or a banker, you are there, you know what's happening, and you you, you, you make sure that you are represented, and your language is, is, is represented. Because if you then let other people do it for you, then it won't be the same as you do it for you, and they won't do it properly Absolutely. Uh, as the way that you would and then he he goes to the ukseka uksungula kutiwa kutwa umnguma umnguya and so on i think it goes back to what i was saying that if you do for years and years and years and years this was not acceptable you know uh you can you must say the standard is across a word this is what it is there's nothing else there was no compromise but that is infringing the people's rights the people that that's, that's their mother tongue so they need to be able to do that. So that's what I was talking about when I was saying that now the pencil is, 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 is trying to open up the conversation that, you know, people must not be... Um it's like, it's like discrimination. Yeah. They mustn't be discriminated based on their on their dialect. It, it's their mother tongue. It's acceptable. Mm. So we must not uh, 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 um, uh, penalize them for that. So if you hear someone in, in the uh, uh, or anyway, you you know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So so, but this is a, this is going to be a fight between 
the purists. Some of us are purists, and yeah. we do not want these things. But remember, when I said earlier on, if it because I didn't have these clicks, it was because of this intercultural communication. It's not something new. It's always been there. We didn't have a tafile. <laughs> when yeah. it came, they said tafile. I said, ah, oh, tafile. <laughs> we didn't have a bed. When they say this is a bed. We said, ah, bed. You know. <laughs> so and there's so many. So for me, it has always been accommodating in this. And for me, that is one of the biggest ways to grow the yeah. language. Ex- I mean, with, in, and I think English does this. I mean, if you look at the history of English, you yeah. know, there's, there's a, and if you start taking the languages away from the English, you'll end up with nothing because, you know, you'll get your Latin, you'll get your Greek, you'll get French, you'll get so many. And, and even, even Oxford Dictionary can even have the word selfie now. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, that I mean, is a part I mean, of growing the language. I, I mean, yeah. dogs, uh, some purists who are still stuck in Shakespearean language are in trouble, uh, I, I, I tell you. But on the point you are raising, I think Soli has a related point. Soli, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm well, how are you this morning? Yes, and before I make my point, I just want to tell you that Amakosa, they are actually my in-laws. Ne? Okay. Yeah, so Amakosa. Ah, okay, exactly. Yeah, so my question, man, I, I just want to... Oh. They say when, when the Nguni people... Who are today Amakosa when they uh, moved to that part of the country? Mm. They were not referred to as Amakosa, but uh, with their interaction with uh, the Khoisans, and then uh, the name was coined there. So I just need to find out if it is true. Okay. And then if it is true, what were they called before okay. they moved there? Solly got you loud and clear. Uh, Doc, any response there? Yes, okay, great. Thank you very much, Smari. Smari, sorry, There's definitely that history, and, and, and I want to say as well, I have no idea what Amakosa were called before that, but, uh, and the books that have, uh, we've read and we've looked at, they also do not say. They will give you the history of the, the, the Kosa, and even the word, they'll say it was about, uh, some will say it was a vicious man and they call oh it was it, it meant a vicious man in that language or it meant an angry man and, and so on so and then it was then named closer um but of course that that i mean as i said there's there's lots of histories there's lots of that we need to engage with some people would say it was brothers it was zulu and it was Kosa already mm-hmm. who, who came and so the, 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 it's, it's it's a lot so but it's true what he's saying uh, well we've, we've seen it in the in the history but i myself do not know what they were called before that absolutely get you loud and clear uh, but i mean uh, doc in terms of uh you, you you've spoken about the intrigue of uh, zimbabwe botswana in fact someone has even sent me a series of tweets uh, uh you know violet sylvia jack uh talking about how uh you know uh, the, uh, the 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 people were given land at mbembesi which is yes. uh, uh, near bulawayo and she goes on to say That's there correct. are the Kosa people of Zimbabwe still practice Kosa culture, speak pure Kosa language, and are still in connection with the Kosa king of South Africa. Kosa is recognized as the 16th official language uh, in Zimbabwe. So it really adds to the point that you are making, Prof. But let me talk. And I, I know in South Africa as well, though, you find pockets of, uh, you know, Amakosa. In, not- yeah. in Northwest, you find pockets of Amakosa. In the Northern yeah. Cape, you find uh, pockets of communities of Amakosa. In the Free State,
state. Uh, what do we know about uh, some of those pockets of uh, uh, communities? And in fact, in one area in, in Northwest, you even find that uh, they, by far and large, they come from the same area of Imbaba um, yeah. and, and so on. Yes. Um, yes, I, I, you did ask earlier on, where do these closer people come from? You know, yes, Tofim Vabakua, Dujua, Ngobo, and so on. So, I, interesting, I actually used to work in, in, in the Northern Cape. I was teaching in Sikosa there at Solpachi University some years ago when I was a young man. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and only uh, two weeks ago that I discovered, actually, that, hey, these people that are in these areas, especially in the Northern Cape, they were the part of the people who were moving to uh, to, to Botswana. Oh. So, so a lot of people in Botswana, they have their families uh, in Masikang, in the Northern Cape, and, and so on. So, but the, originally, they were coming from, from Lady Frey. They were mm. coming from Queenstown and moving up, and then on the way, they decided to settle on the way there. So so that is one of the things that I've recently discovered, that, that's, you know, so, yeah, they were part that's, of this that's, migration. That's fantastic. Doc, let me fit yeah. in Eddie's uh, one quickly before we run out of time and I have to go to right. number 12. Uh, talking oh, yeah. about the connection between Shona and this cause, uh, plenty of expressions are similar in both languages. I have no words. Shona say Kosa is the easiest language for them to learn here in South Africa. Yes, I, I I spent four years in Zimbabwe actually while I was doing this research, mm. and I I did notice that Inyama Inyama is the same. In fact, mm. in most African languages, Inyama, Ndinendala, uh, which is well, we will say Indala, but we say Ndilambi, they will say Ndinenzara, and so on, Mvula, Imvura, and so on. there is there, there's definitely um, there there are similarities there. Well, historically, where they come from, I don't know, but I think in in I think well, I'll say is because we are African. Yes, <laughs> I mean, even if you can go as far as Tanzania and so on, you will still find uh, there is a study that looks at all these similar similarities in all the African languages, mm. and mm. they're always there. You know, there's always this. You know, for example, in Yama, you'll find that it's it's not just Shona and Isikosa. There's there's more than twenty uh, African languages that use that word for for mate. <laughs> Got you loud and clear. Yeah. Dr. Kunju, right. thank you so much for your time this morning. And I look forward to more interaction with you. That is Dr. Leza Kunju, Head of Creative Writing at Rhodes University in the School of Languages and Literature. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.